Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. As the momentum of economic growth moves to Asia, both the United States and China are rebalancing their foreign policies in the region. In 2012, President Barack Obama unveiled a new security strategy that emphasized a shift or pivot towards the Asian region, reflecting worries over China's growing military power. China's increasing appetite for involvement in the region, on the other hand, has largely been centred on economic engagement. In this podcast, Professor James Tang, Dean of SMU's School of Social Sciences, shares his views on the two major world powers and their relationship with Southeast Asia. Professor, what do you make of the United States' commitment to its strategic shift to Asia and its efforts to strengthen ties with countries in this part of the world? The United States' uh, policy towards this part of the world uh, has certainly been affected by the increasing economic linkages between China and ASEAN countries. And the United States has tried to um, approach this region through a policy of rebalancing, that is by paying greater attention to ASEAN, uh, by uh, trying to strengthen its diplomatic presence in the region, also by um, working with a number of other countries in this part of the world, as well as other parts of the world, uh, through greater economic cooperation, for example, uh, through the Trans-Pacific Economic Partnership. Um, it is obvious that the broader strategic competition between China and the United States had generated far greater interest in the U.S. towards ASEAN countries. Yet at the same time, obviously the United States, being a global power, has been uh, diverted um, by developments in other parts of the world, especially the Middle East, and also uh, troubled by domestic uh, developments, uh, the deadlock uh, in the United States uh, Congress, um, the um, need to rebuild the U.S. economy, for example. I think one critical element in the United States' approach to this part of the world, which has not been probably as visible, is perhaps the softer dimension of U.S. relationship with ASEAN countries, for example, in the area of social um, engagement, uh, even greater attention to, um, for example, educational exchange and cultural diplomacy. I think um, perhaps uh, the United States should pay more attention uh, in such areas. As a regional grouping, how is ASEAN dealing with the rivalry between China and the U.S.? The worst sort of scenario for ASEAN is, of course, a major confrontation between China and the United States. In many ways, China has played a critical role in helping economic growth and development in ASEAN countries. At the same time, the United States has for a long time been a very important um, anchor for security relationship in this part of the world. The United States also actually still has been very active economically and there are multiple links between ASEAN countries 
and both China and the United States. I think uh, in many ways the U.S.-China rivalry uh, is, even though a very difficult uh, situation for ASEAN countries, at the same time these two major powers also have common strategic interests and they have great, I think, interest in also avoiding a direct confrontation with each other. So both powers, I think, should be encouraged to be responsible major powers. And they should also be encouraged to look at what's happening in this part of the world with care and appreciate the development in this part of the world would have great impact on their own uh, political and economic interests. So I think ASEAN does have a critical role to, to play in helping and encouraging China and the United States to stay on a path of cooperation, and perhaps healthy competition, rather than a path that would lead to major military confrontation between the two of them. There have been long-standing territorial disputes involving the resource-rich South China Sea. China lays claim to much of the strategic sea region, overlapping those made by several ASEAN nations. Amid rising tensions over territorial claims, what are your views on China's efforts to maintain peaceful relations with ASEAN? Compared to a few years ago, China seems to be now far more enthusiastic to find a way to work with ASEAN countries in maintaining uh, stability in the region. I can see that China has shifted its position on this particular issue by trying to be more engaging, even though I think there are still major divisions and differences between China and the claimant countries. But it is obvious that China has been quite determined that the South China Sea dispute should not be at the core of China's relationship with ASEAN. And I think there are many signs indicating that China really would like to focus on economic trade, investment, and a number of other broader diplomatic relationship with ASEAN countries and trying to um, sort of uh, lessen the impact of their differences over the China Sea dispute. How far China is successful in managing that relationship, I think it is still too early to tell. And to what extent there are uh, possibilities for uh, drawn exploration of some of the resources in the region uh, might be a critical uh, issue that could perhaps uh, motivate some of the claimants to explore whether there are possible ways of moving forward. For the time being, I think China is still now um, playing this strategy of engaging on the one hand, but uh, not particularly a committal uh, to a very clear code of conduct at this particular point. But the encouraging sign to me is that at least China is now far more willing to engage and discuss some of those issues, even though uh, the pace uh, towards, I think, a clear, concrete outcome 
is still rather slow at the moment. The U.S. seems to have sought a more active role in the South China Sea disputes with its rebalance to Asia's strategy. Your thoughts, Professor? Um, the United States still plays a critical role in maintaining security in this part of the world. In particular, the United States is still keeping a set of military alliances with individual Asian countries. And given the broader strategic and economic interests of the United States, it has been strengthening its presence. And many observers also perceive the United States interests in the South China Sea as part of that a broader interest of the U.S. in maintaining its presence and political leadership in this part of the world. The United States, in some ways, is also caught in a difficult position. On the one hand, it doesn't want China to completely dominate this region. Yet, at the same time, it seeks, I think, to avoid a direct military confrontation with China over territorial disputes that the United States doesn't really have a direct part. So in many ways, I think the United States is pursuing this policy of maintaining presence, supporting the broader interests of some of the countries in the region to maintain passage of freedom uh, in the maritime area uh, over the South China Sea. At the same time, I think it is also trying to make sure that the differences and disputes over those islands would not escalate and lead to major military confrontation that would draw the United States into conflicts that it is not very keen to see happening. China has become more assertive over its maritime claims with its growing economic and military power. Beijing has declared an air defense identification zone over a large stretch of the East China Sea, including islands disputed with Japan. Given historical animosities, how do you see this unfolding? How can ASEAN help in mending frosty Sino-Japanese ties? Japan and China's strategic rivalry as well as competition, particularly since Prime Minister Abe took over Japan's leadership has created instability in our part of the world. Uh, with China imposing the air defense identification zone over the East China Sea, the situation has become rather turbulent and the Japanese leadership seems to be quite determined that Japan is not going to back down in opposing such a move which Japan sees as altering the status quo in this part of the world. China at the same time also seemed quite determined that this is something China has to do in response to what Japan has already imposed for a long time. And this of course is also part of that strategy for claiming the disputed territories over the East China Sea. I don't think we can expect China to withdraw 
imposing such、uh, an air defense identification zone over the East China Sea. What I think we hopefully could expect is that both countries would now have to learn to manage their relationship and avoid further escalation. I think ASEAN countries do have a role to play in encouraging and persuading these two great powers in our region that it is to their interest to find a framework and a way to manage their differences and to avoid any potential military conflicts、uh, by perhaps、uh, bringing. Their differences、uh, up and engage in more regular dialogues and establishing mechanisms, and create a greater degree of transparency in how these two countries manage their air defense identification zones. Thank you for your insights, Professor Tang. Thank you.